Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. What is up and welcome to Grey Wolf Hoops. It is Ned joined by the Prez, John Fitzgerald. Johnny, how are you, my man? Oh, I'm really good, man. We've got a lot of basketball news going on at the moment. Local basketball, we've got NBA, All-Star Game, NBL, NBL Cup. It's all happening, man, so it's good. There is so much to cover and you must be the busiest man in the Wimmera, possibly <laughs> Victoria, maybe even yeah. Australia. I was thinking about it today, walking the dog. I'm like, Johnny Fitzgerald is on every single Grey Wolf show. Oh, except for wrestling. <laughs> oh, Lift yeah, game. that. <laughs> I don't even yeah. like wrestling. He'll be on there going, I think Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Mr. Hogan. Tell you what, I was a massive fan of the big show growing up. So maybe we need like a, a big show tribute. Well, it'd be good maybe? to get the big show on. His name is Paul White, I do believe. And he's yeah. just signed with the the newest federation, which is All Elite Wrestling. Ooh. Mims and yeah. Simon Tackler, those boys will be all over it. Jay, probably as well, sitting probably at home, not. calling them idiots and <laughs> doing whatever usual. he does. But we are back to talk hoops, and there is so much basketball on the go at the minute. Johnny... Before we jump into that, let us know about footy. You got the madman. It took him about three or four months to prepare for the big show. What is going down with oh, Grey Wolf football, my man? man? AFL is back. It is back, and it's back in a big way. And Grey Wolf footy finally is back on the airwaves. We're recording three previews, so three parts preview, six teams in each part of the video. So it's going to be big season. We're finally back to normal. We've got normal length quarters. We've got normal schedules. We've got crowds back. So the madman's up and about. He's really pumped for this season. And so am I. Uh, being a lowly North Melbourne supporter, I'm coming in with no expectations <laughs> on the season at all. So it's going to be good. But yeah, Grey Wolf footy is finally back. So keep getting your super coach questions in and your footy questions. The madman's one of the best analysts in the game, in my opinion, even though he sits in the little green room here with us, he knows his stuff. So yeah, Five he questions really does know him. his stuff, and that's what happens when you spend 23.4 hours of a day <laughs> Yeah, yep. scrolling through. But I'm Up upset with football. I see Rainers already out. ACL, yeah. done. Bad dusted. news. And, and, and we mentioned Brisbane in the first part, which we recorded yesterday as of today. I think Brisbane, they need to make a grand final this year. Otherwise, you know, the question marks start popping up. Maybe players start leaving. Maybe there's other issues going on behind the scenes. So the Brisbane Lions have got it all ahead of them right now, I would say. And Rainer going out is a huge yeah, uh, disappointment. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of depth there to step up as well. So, yeah, hear more on Grey Wolf footy. Yeah, but let's get into basketball. There is plenty happening. And let's, you know... How your ego inflate a little bit, Johnny, because the zombies are back. We are two games into the season. Yeah. First game, we go down by 20 points to a lowly team that, well, they ripped us up. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> yourself, you were missing, as yeah. well as our other star in point, young Benson Miller. Yes. There was absolutely no height with me being the tallest guy on the team. <laughs> me and Jimmy are around the same size, yeah. I think. So we're there trying to pull down rebounds. The madman's athleticism just couldn't hold out for that game. No. We went down by 20. But you make your return. Johnny Fitzgerald drops 19 <laughs> points and we bag the game. I had us winning zero games. Yeah, yeah. Because what John's done, he's building a dynasty. He's got Grey Wolf. What is it? Green? Grey Wolf. Zombie. Hey, Grey. <laughs> oh, zombies. 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 Yes, zombies. I can't even think right now. We've got so many different things happening. Uh, yeah, Zombies Green, Zombies Grey. and what's Zombies the, A grade. Yeah, the Zombies yeah. A grade. So hats off to those boys. And Tampa finally beat the Flint Tropics. <laughs> Man, they got the win on last Monday night. So they're up and about. They're not going to lose a game. 
They're looking good, man. It's uh, it's definitely a Zombies Dynasty going on at the moment. We joke about it down here with everyone else, but it's literally what we're doing at the moment is we're building the Zombies Dynasty, which is pretty fun. So, yeah, good to be back on the court because I was literally spewing that I missed that first game with mm-hmm. Gastro. So that wasn't fun. But sadly, we didn't play uh, yesterday being Labor Day. I'm away next Monday, so I'm going to be playing one game in a month. Oh, that's so not good, it's man. Not I did not think about that. We could be back into our losing ways. <laughs> I've Damn some, it, John. I've got some fill-ins for you, so oh, I think, you'll, I think I you'll be hope, fine. I hope the fill-ins are good. Is it yeah. anyone from the grades? Oh, you might or? know him. Mitch Amos is one, and uh, possibly Brody Tepper is the other one. So you probably know them fairly well. They filled in last week when you didn't play, and we lost by 20. Well, good luck to you. <laughs> I think we might have to. I might have to look into this a little bit further. But there you go. So. Anyways, he hit 19 and... Tell you what, though, it was... Because you haven't played for, what, three years now, isn't it? It was really good being back on the court with your good self. Because we always used to work the two-man game. Like, I'd yeah. cut through and kick it out for three or you pass it into me for a little post move. And we get that going again, man. I think, look out for the zombies green. I think we're up and about. Yeah, but you just can't be leaving like that. I didn't even think... <laughs> I was mad that you were leaving because we couldn't record great hoops and whatnot. I didn't even think about the zombies... Yeah, I'll be back soon, though. And then it's smooth sailing for the rest of the season. So we're going to attack that final series. And here's the kicker. The uh, first round of finals is the Monday after my wedding. So we're going to have to make it. And then the uh, pilgrimage will be coming back from uh, from Ballerine to, to get on the court for the finals. So look out. Jeez, I wonder what sort of tact you'll be in. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just thinking about that now. But let's jump in to super teams, Johnny. I want to discuss yep. it. The NBA in a bit of almost disarray at the moment, I would say. It's all over the place. Blake Griffin broke my heart. He... He's gone. He's just signed with the Brooklyn Nets. And Brooklyn's looking like the super team of super teams. Like, they could well and truly match the Lakers. It's scary good at the moment. And uh, and one thing I thought was quite funny, all the highlights you've seen of Blake Griffin aren't from this season. They're from previous seasons because mm. he's definitely lost a step. But we all know how good he is at his at his peak, essentially, Blake Griffin. like He's a huge piece to add to that already high-powered offense of the Brooklyn Nets. And we've also heard rumors of Andre Drummond getting that buyout as well and going to the Lakers. So you can pretty much lock in the bag. It's Lakers-Nets finals, which is that what the NBA wants? I would say probably. That's yeah, probably what they're after. Probably. So. Two former Pistons battling it out right there. Well, I don't really like either team, but, you Mm. know, Blake Griffin, he did not look himself, especially this season at the moment. So he's definitely, he does not look like he's playing at 100% at all. And I've read stuff here and there about it too, that teams didn't want him because of this. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if he comes out and starts dunking. Well, it's interesting how... He hasn't dunked this year. Yeah, well, see, it's interesting how much going to a team like that improves player performance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, they signed for one year and, like, you know, with the Warriors, all the players that went to them and all of a sudden were superstars. Like, it just sort of happens. So, I'll be very interested to see what happens with Griffin for the rest of the season. If they give him a couple of weeks to sort of get himself right and then attacks the last how many games to, uh, to go, look out. Because if he gets anywhere near his peak performance, I know he's getting on an age now, but, like, they're just unstoppable as yeah. it is. Like, let alone throwing him in there. Oh. <laughs> like, how you going to beat that in the East? Good you luck. You will not beat that. So, yeah, it could be Brooklyn Nets. And, well, they're your old team, John. They are my old team, and they're staying as my old team because, uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm just not a big fan of the way the NBA is going these days. And we talk about it a lot, these super teams that they're starting to build. And, obviously, it started many years ago. You know, the Miami Heat had that super team. The yeah. Celtics before that had that super team. But then you come into the sort of current generation, it was really that Warriors side that added Durant and then came out, and they won that 73 games 
in a season or whatever. And the year uh, they actually didn't win. And, yeah, LeBron came back and beat them. The yeah, the Warriors did differently there though. Is they just they drafted very well. Durant mm. was a big piece of that puzzle. Obviously, they won one without him though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, um, memory not as good as yeah. it used to be, but they drafted very very well. The Golden State Warriors. They didn't mm. do it as crazy, but then I think the following seasons, yeah, it was Cousins. Durant, a bit different then, wasn't and it? And that's yeah. when they went down the Brooklyn Nets and Lakers. What they're doing yeah. now, sort of yeah. deal. But yeah, it's not as fun. And, you know, the know. Pistons it's... sitting lonely with the second uh, worst record in the NBA right now. But I do like to see the Jazz and Suns up and about. I know. I was just going to bring that up. Like seeing the Utah Jazz twenty-seven and nine is unreal That's at the All Star break. You would never have picked that. But look out for the Lakers. You know, they're a big, big game team. Like they're not going to miss out on making it all the way through the finals. But interesting, you talk about that Warriors side because the guy who really changed basketball for this generation the last decade has been Steph Curry. Like, you know, we, we talked about the uh, the All-Star game sort of off air and, you know, looking at the final score, 150 to 170, pretty much sums up the state of the NBA at this point where it's just a three-point shootout. Like, that's all it's become. The defense hasn't quite evolved to match that style of play yet. And I watched an interesting video about all of that, how it's worked and how it's evolved. And it always comes down to those three-point shots. And I know we all love a high-scoring game, but I don't know. Like, do you enjoy it as much as you used to? 150 to 170 does seem a little bit ridiculous right there. I, I don't enjoy it as much as I used to, being honest, because yep. I, I still haven't seen said game. But I don't like the format either, the Team LeBron versus yeah. Team Durant, especially yep. when there's East. East is, like, it's right up there now. It used to oh, be. Yeah. Like, why are they even doing this? I was talking to our knowledgeable friend, Madman Matt Grace, and he said the same thing. Mm. The glory days of the East versus the West, it just seemed like there was more in it rather than having LeBron versus Durant. Yeah. LeBron versus whoever. It just seems, meh. Yeah, well, when you've got conferences, you've got something on the line. Like, there's a bit yeah. of pride in there. You know what I mean? Whereas this is just like a couple of guys just jacking half-court shots and having a bit of fun, which is, you know, it's still good to see the best talent in the NBA take on each other. But there's just nothing at stake. And I think that's what's missing from the game yeah. being, like, super competitive. And I, I, I miss it as well. It's shown my age a little bit. But you think about the, you know, those 90s one where Jordan oh, yeah. was battling it out. Like, they wanted to win legit, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't think they would have been scores like this, 150 to 170. That is crazy right there. I am going to watch it. I'm looking forward to checking it out. But I did see some highlights. Steph Curry with some major range. He was oh, yeah. just up and about and all over the place. And I do believe he won the three-point contest as well, yeah. which is nice to see they actually entered this year because often those big-time superstars don't yeah. enter those you know, contest. Yeah, absolutely. And it's cool because the three-point shootout is often the most entertaining part of the mm -hmm. weekend. Because it always that's, has been for me. Yeah, like that's legit just skill. But even looking at the game itself, Team Durant attempted 72 three-pointers and Team LeBron attempted 61. They hit half of those. So like that's just the way that the game's going at the moment. And some interesting comparisons to you look at guys like Steve Nash and Tony Parker back from, you know, the mid-2000s. And, you know, those guys, well, Nash won two MVPs, you know, averaging yeah. 18 points a game. And one thing I found out about Tony Parker is he attempted less than one three-pointer per game, but he was a really good three-point shooter. The game was just different back then. If he had have attempted five or six or even seven or eight like they do, point guards do nowadays, all of a sudden he's averaging 26 points a game mm. and he's up there with you know Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd for the best point guards of all time. So it's interesting how the game's evolved and obviously defense hasn't quite caught up with it. But even if you sort the NBA stats, points per game, look how many players are averaging over 20 points a game. Yeah, it's you know, crazy. You didn't see that, you know, 
15 years ago. So it's interesting how the game's evolving. And I'm not sure I'm a big fan just yet because the big problem that you've got is you come down, you watch down to 14 boys train. You oh, know, and all they want to do, they want do jack is threes. jack up threes. So yeah. that's the that's the roll-on effect of the way this game is particularly going. And you've got kids who can barely hit layups trying to throw half-court shots because Steph did it. You know, Chris yeah. Paul did it or whatever. So I don't know. I'm a bit on the fence about well, it at the I moment. I sort of agree with you there too. When you go back, you throw back to some old games from back in the day. And you're looking at in the fourth quarter, it's like 70 plays 74. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, this is like a almost a half-time score in the modern-day NBA, yeah. which is crazy. I don't even sort of remember when it happened. I guess like what you were saying earlier with Steph Curry, he's really changed the game. Lillard's got some amazing depth as well too with his uh, three-point shots. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Could you lift it up to have a four-point shot or Maybe. something like that? Maybe like, they'll have to. They might have to with the depth that they have these days. But yeah. There you go. Team LeBron apparently hasn't lost an NBA All-Star game in five years or something like go. that either. So things looking good. Gonna be hard to beat scoring 170 points in a game, but um, but the thing is, and and that's the way that the NBA is. You know, it's different now that it was then that we're talking about. It's, it was different in the 90s, the 80s, and as you work your way back, and defense just hasn't caught up to the offense that's played these days. And you really need to be like, you know, they're obviously they're only playing man or man, but they really need to be picking their guys up at half yeah. court and contesting shots, which they just don't do anymore. Have you noticed that? It's all about let's just get it back and let's go shoot more threes yeah, than the other team. Yeah, so. it is like that, and that I genuinely do enjoy watching NBL more than NBA these yeah, days. Yeah. That reason there seems to be a little bit more defensive minded, and yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. And I mean, look again, it'll it'll be different in another five years time. But when you get names like you know Buddy Hield and players like that averaging twenty points a game, and you look at Tony Parker, who never never averaged more than eighteen. Yeah. Steve Nash was the same. Mm-hmm. You just wonder how like you know how stats sort of skew over the years, and you know what could have been for some of those players if they played in the modern NBA. So interesting. Yeah, that's when you get your younger kids and whatnot on with the LeBron versus MJ and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's like, we'll just leave it at that. We won't go any further into that, Johnny, no. but we will <laughs> jump into the NBL, which is very much on the business end of things, man. Like, it has been a crazy NBL Cup, really. Yeah. And poor old Jock Landale, our buddy, he's probably copying a little bit of heat now because they have lost two games now, Melbourne United. <laughs> but the thing is, is I... And I did say this at the start of the season as well. It is their sort of, and at the start of this cup as well, it's definitely theirs to lose depending on injuries. And injuries have got the worst of the bowlers. It's unfortunate, isn't it? I mean, they're still obviously in contention because it's going to be the top side with the most points and Perth's out in front at the moment. And interestingly enough, we did pick Perth to be one of the teams to use this to recapture some form. I think, I'm not sure statistically if they've got enough time in there to make it up unless they really come out and win some quarters. But uh, yeah, unfortunately for Melbourne, it's really just the story of the season in in a lot of ways for them at the moment is is the injuries for them and you have about jack white's finger <laughs> Man, was i that? felt that dude i felt yeah. that someone that one of the commentators says oh yeah they might be able to strap it up we'll be back on saturday oh, night i'm right like oh, i don't think so buddy that's a similar thing that signed led me for a BC <laughs> three years john yeah, exactly. I, I didn't want to go back and play for the worry of that happening again so i definitely feel for jack white he's i think he's three months or something it's like a fair that. injury it's a, it is yeah. a bad injury i know that from experience so yeah he's sort of cooked at the moment Golding was out. He's back in the game before. Now we've got my boy Hobson out. So they just yeah. can't get a their full team on the court. Yeah, which does say a lot about their depth still though, doesn't it? it like does, they don't yes. lose a lot, but they really need that full rotation to really, mm. I mean, just to flex their muscle, muscles and show what they're all about. But it's interesting. We can quickly run through the NBL Cup ladder itself. And obviously these results do count towards the overall fixture for the NBL. And one team we've noted down here is the Brisbane Bullets, man. 
How have they been? They've finally sort of clicked into gear. They're four and two through the NBL Cup and they've slotted up into fourth spot. They've sort of knocked Adelaide down a, uh, a slot there. And um, they, they, Adelaide's still looking the goods at the, at the moment. They've had, I think Isaac Humphreys is out for a bit as well. Yeah, he's so out. He's, Everyone's saying that now the 36 is yeah. good. But they've been playing pretty well without him. But yep. like you mentioned, Brisbane Bullets, they are up and about right now. David Knight will be doing somersaults <laughs> across the half court there in Brisbane. Because I tell you what, they're looking good. They're, they've had some great wins still on the oh. Oh, yeah. Perth Wildcats and yep. the bowlers, of course. So bullets looking good. I could be right up there with your, you know, your big call from last year. They could make a, a definite run at yeah, this. Yeah, I completely agree. And one team that is not going to make a big run at it is the Cairns Taipans. They've really just yeah. fallen off the ladder, haven't they? It's unfortunate. And New Zealand hasn't quite put it together either. So it's interesting, though, that probably more how we expected things would turn out. It's starting to go that way, isn't it? Like Sydney is starting to put together some good form. Mm-mm. Not for me. Because remember, I oh, said Melbourne United yeah, and New right. Zealand breakers. New Zealand look like <laughs> they're not even going to make the playoffs. Although they did razz up, I think it was the Adelaide 36ers, where they absolutely blew them away. It was like 30 points and the breakers looked like the breakers of old, yeah. which was good to see. I think they got a couple of wins on the trot there. But yeah, things about to get even more interesting with Brockoff entering. That's right. Yeah. Um, for Southeast Melbourne Phoenix as well. So this next sort of you know, passage of month or two is going to be very, very interesting. I think it will. And I think as we sort of wind up this NBL Cup and, and sort of, like I said, things sort of settle in how the season's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. They'll release the next sort of lot of fixtures for the NBL. But um, I think it's going to come down to a lot of teams getting those wins at home. Now they've had their time on the road. Obviously, for a team like Perth, been able to go 5-1, and one, playing all their games in Melbourne, to then now go back and have games back in Perth. Like, they're going to have double ups, double headers, and that sort of thing. I mean, look out. Like, if these teams can hit their straps at the right time, and Brisbane's in that category as well. Like, look out, because I think Perth's going to make a bit of a statement. And I'm really keen on Brisbane now to really start pushing up to the top of that ladder. Yeah, just taking a look here, and it looks like the Illawarra Hawks have dropped back a little bit after their amazing start too, Johnny. And we did say at the start of the year, one of the bold calls was going to be that Perth yeah. missed the playoffs. Not the case now. And there was a guy, NBL Pocket Podcast, I think mm. it was, tweeted, how many people saying Perth were going to miss the playoffs knew about John Rooney. And yeah, I think that's, that's a, a good very, point. very good yep. point. Did they scout him properly? The answer simply, my man, is no, we did not. No. He has played out of his skin. He's looking all sorts of good. Yep. And the Perth Wildcats, they are up and about and back to their scary self, oh, really. They, they really are. And for them, it starts on the defensive end. And even though mm-hmm. they've played, you know, one or two less games than a few other teams, like they're just not allowing points against. Like it's just, it's fantastic to see almost like the Perth of old that we know and, and we don't know and love, but we know them quite we know. well. We know, and that's about <laughs> it. But yeah, Look, they're, they're, yeah, you're right. They're looking scary good. And maybe we didn't scare them out properly, but uh, but there were a lot of question marks around. Per- and look, there's still plenty of time to go, mind you. But yeah. I think the question marks were definitely there. And it's definitely a big challenge that Trevor Gleeson and the team needed to step up to. So I still think it's United's, you know, championship to lose. Yeah. But we've got, we've got United. We've got the Perth Wildcats. I think Brisbane Bullets, they're going to definitely be in that top four. So who's, yeah. that, who's that other playoff contender there, Johnny? That's, that's the hard thing. That's the really hard one to pick. Like Sydney's starting to put together a little bit of form. They need a healthy roster to really push up to that Sydney spot. Sydney Kings too. They... They have done everything but win yeah. the game. Like yeah. They're, they're, they're <laughs> losing games by just 
a, a handful of points. They yeah. are looking very good, even in losses. So you can't yep. count out the Sydney Kings. It's so hard. And because there's so many teams, like even, you know, Phoenix are going to add, um, broke off into that side. They're six and seven. They're basically 500 as well. So yep. they're still in that sort of playoff hunt. It's still very early to tell when the, the ladder's been so even. But I think it'll be very telling the players or the teams that can go back and start winning at home again. Because that's yep. going to be, or even win on the road for that matter. That's going to be the big telling sign. But I still feel like it's Melbourne United's to win. They'll get that list back to help being healthy towards the, the playoffs anyway. And their depth is just too good. Like, yeah, I agree with that. I still think United's going to win, but it's going to be a lot more interesting than what I thought. Perth Wildcats, did you say they're five and one in Melbourne? Yeah, that, five and one throughout the NBL Cup, which is wow, like... Wow, that is scary right it, there. It is. And then again, one team that we thought could really make a statement down there. And mm -hmm. they they definitely have. It's, it's kind of scary. And I think they'll probably end up winning the NBL Cup, just given they've sort of pulled away from... Brisbane and Melbourne at this point, but um, it's been so. How, how have you sort of felt about the NBL Cup in general, Eddie? Do you think it's been loved a success? It, You've loved, loved it. having the games. I, on every I don't day? know if it's been a success or whatever, but I just love the idea of getting home, yeah, and watching that NBL game on the nightly basis, yep. double headers. If it's just for us, it's been a bad time of year because mm. if I, anyone in Melbourne, like you look at the crowds and there doesn't yeah. seem to be that yeah. packed out. Two games of NBL for ten dollars is what yeah. they're charging. So five dollars per game. I would be there nightly, my <laughs> yeah. man. If I could, if yeah, I lived camp in, out the front. Yeah, I'd be like <laughs> camping out the front and checking that out and taking advantage of it. I think it's a, a great concept. Like what you talked about, though, in an early edition of Grey yep. Wolf Hoops, it would have been great to see this one happen during the winter, yeah. during the off-season or something like that. Maybe not with their full rosters and whatnot, but it's probably due to COVID and whatnot that they yeah. had to do this. Yep. Another thing too, John, is your New Zealand breakers have not played in New Zealand at all. Yeah. There was one of your statements and was. they're reported to locate to Tassie. I yeah, I, yeah, they are actually. They've got a partnership with the, uh, the, I suppose, the Jack Jumpers head office and, yeah. and whatnot. So that that bold call may actually come that off. Might be that might the one that actually works because <laughs> I think we've lost on the Adelaide side of things now. So uh, Illawarra can still make it. I mean, look, there's still time for Perth to drop off. Maybe they won't get some wins <laughs> back at home, you know. Yeah, they, they just play so awesome on the road. Go back to home in front of their 15,000 fans yeah. best in the NBL and just lose everything. They just love John Kane Arena, of yeah. course. Like <laughs> Seems legit. No, but I, I, I've really rated it. You know, I'm on a few of those NBL yeah. pages and whatnot where they're bagging it nightly and, you know, yeah, every... Yeah hard to keep people happy this day and age what more could you honestly want exactly right especially when we haven't had a lot of sport for a mm -hmm. long time so it's been fantastic and one person I'd th I think it was on Twitter suggested you know every year they should have it in a different like they should move yeah. it around each of the cities which I think is a fantastic idea That's, imagine yeah. if they had this you know as a preseason warm up and they just moved it around each city and you know, imagine having it in Tasmania before next season like, how good would that be Oh, it's, it's, like, you took unreal. the words out of my mouth I was going to say what better way to build the sport when you've got a yeah. brand new team coming into it Jack Jumpers and taking the NBL Cup there. A month's worth of basketball. Mm. Tasmanian people fall in love with it even more so. Bam, yep. we've got our team. Yep. I really I like that. Whoever come up with that idea. Hats off to you. Yep, I love it, man. And so we've still got a little bit to go, and we're going to be back back to our normal weekly shows, I suppose, now wrapping it all up. And, you know, we'll be covering the end of the NBL Cup very closely because I think it's probably Perth's at this stage, but, you know, don't write off Melbourne and Brisbane just at this stage. Yeah, it's going to be, I think... Brisbane, possibly. I think maybe the Brisbane Bullets. I'm not too sure what's going to happen there. I'm not liking the injury situation for the United at the moment, but 
have to wait and see. We'll have to watch this space, Johnny. That's it. That's it. So a um, preview of games to come here. Yeah, we can run through. So this sort of wraps up the rest of the NBL Cup games from what I can see. And we can run through these. So New Zealand Breakers and Cairns Taipans are playing Wednesdays. That's tomorrow from when we're recording this. And I'll tell you what, there's probably a little bit of pride on the line with both teams sitting comfortably at the bottom of the ladder there. So I think one of these guys, it's a lot of questions for, for Cairns at this point. They're 4-10 and 10 overall on the season. They're not making the finals at this stage. But at least New Zealand, you know, 3-7, and seven, they can snag a couple of wins just in their last few NBL Cup games. Mind you, they have to play uh, Perth in their second one. And then they've got uh, the Phoenix. So they could go two and one out of those few games, at least get a bit of respectability and start climbing their way up because they're, they're probably one or two games off being completely out of it, but there's still a chance for them. So yeah, it's funny we'll that you say that, Johnny. And do you ever like when you're watching a game where you don't really care either or for a team yeah. and you find yourself barracking for one and you're like, oh man, I found myself going for the New Zealand yeah. Breakers yep. and I'm really hoping because that they're so. I was even going for Lamar Patterson right there. Boy, really? I felt, I felt sorry for him, man. I was like, come on, get up there. Show him that those cheeseburger and lettuce can still play ball. Exactly. Zombies green, represent. New Zealand breakers yep. look good when they look good. They, when they, those Webster yeah. boys are up and about, yep. damn. They look are, out. They're hard to stop, aren't mm-hmm. they? And like, you know, Lamar Patterson's going for more of my body shape. So we've got to back up the uh, the cheeseburger and loving guys. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, man. You are looking great. But yeah, can side pants. I'm not sure who's going to get this. I'll go with the breakers just because I'm feeling a little bit bad. I, I had grand final prediction, man. Yeah, I'll stick with the breakers as well, man. We'll roll into the uh, to the Melbourne showdown. Phoenix taking on Melbourne United. Uh, Phoenix have lost a couple, I think. There, it's going to be hard seeing how Brokoff is going to fit in when it, you know, it's his first game. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that's this game, isn't it? So I think Melbourne United still. I think. They're definitely still the team to beat. So I'm going to keep it simple and say, United, go the ballers. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to jump on United as well, but I don't think it'll be a close game at all. I think Southeast Melbourne Phoenix have looked pretty damn good. Yeah. Yep. Simon Mitchell a lot more animated than what I remember too when I was, he was really getting stuck in. Did you see the mm. final call between the. Yeah. He was, uh, he was not happy. And that's fair enough too. I mean, like, and even watching Phoenix play United in Bendigo there a few weeks ago, like Phoenix stayed with them the whole game. Yep. Broke off could be the difference. They only went down by eight points or seven points or whatever roles in the end so he could make the difference i think melbourne's still gonna be too strong but i'm really interested to see it it was yeah i'm interested interested to see how broke off fits into that rotation and can he sort of solve a couple of these problems that they've had it might not be an instant fit so i'll go with the melbourne united ballers right there so i tell you what this one a lot more easier to predict brisbane bullets and the adelaide 36 yeah you would think you would assume which you should never do. But no, that's right. I think the Brisbane Bullets are up and about and they'll get that yeah. one done quite convincingly. Yeah, I think I'll probably agree with you on that one. One team that's definitely on the rise. And Adelaide, you know, a few questions being asked there with Humphreys out. So, and of course, they sort of screwed up my preseason predictions. So I'm not picking Adelaide for the rest <laughs> of the year. But yeah, I think we'll stick with Brisbane. They're looking the goods at the moment. Yeah, and they've really got to, they've got to clamp down and make themselves yeah. look like a legit contender though at the same time. Start, you know, stringing some wins together. Yeah. And, really make a statement and say that, you know, they're not just one and done, sort of a couple of wins here yeah. and there. Can't drop off. Let's get some yep. consistency. Well, when, String some wins together. Correct. Yeah. When you've got Sydney and you've got, uh, who else is there? So Illawarra really breathing down their necks yep. for that sort of third, fourth position. They need to really put it together and then take that momentum back to Brisbane after the NBL Cup. So yeah, we'll stick with Brisbane being sort of the form team of the competition. Yeah.
Yeah, most definitely on that one. This one should be a very interesting one. The Sydney Kings and the Illawarra Hawks. What are your sort of thoughts and expectations on this one, oh, Johnny? Man. I think this is going to be a good game. Like these two teams, they're sort of thereabouts. Oh, it's hard to pick a winner for this one. I mean, Illawarra sort of started to drop off a little bit, but I'm going to stick with them just given my prediction earlier on. And Sydney's still missing a few pieces. So I think I'll go with the Hawks. Oh, there you go. I'm going to go with the Kings on that one just to be a little bit different. Let's take things into Friday night action. The Breakers and the Wildcats. You talked about it earlier. We both jumped on... Did I just jump on the Breakers? I don't even remember. I think I did too, yeah. Yeah, we both jumped onto the Breakers. I don't think they're going to back it up against Perth, though. No. I think the Wildcats will get this one done quite convincingly. Uh, before game two of that doubleheader, which we'll see the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix and Cairns Taipans battling it out. This one should be hopefully a little bit closer game. What do you think, yeah. there, Johnny? I'm going to go with the Phoenix in this one, I think. It, it, it more just says uh, more about Cairns, essentially. Like, they've just really fallen in a heap, those guys. So I think Phoenix, second game for Brokoff, I think he'll start to find his mark, and I think Phoenix will get that one. Yeah, it's interesting. You thought Cairns were going to go so well, they kept both the reinforced, but yeah. I think a big-time player that is missing from Cairns DJ Newbill. Oh, yeah, He was yeah. such a good yep. underrated import, I felt. And I know everyone's lost their third import or whatever yeah. it is, but yep. they've really noticed a difference without him and seemed to be very much a difference maker. And I agree. I think, yep. yeah, probably the Phoenix will get that one. Yep, yep. I would say so too, man. And we'll go into this couple of Saturday games here. A couple of good matchups as well. Brisbane Bullets taking on Sydney. I'm going to go with the Bullets again. I think they're, they're just going to keep wins. rolling through. They're just going to they string are. it together. And I love what they're doing. I love the team. I love their rotation. I think they're 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 going to be a side to beat. In the Did you love the, the Matty Hodgson posterizing oh, people? Yes. Man, that picture that, is one of the most epic pictures. Yeah. It looks like he's karate chopping it in the crutch. I love it. And I mean, how can you pick against them when they're doing that? So yeah, it's hard <laughs> it's to. Simple. It's very hard right there. I'll stick with you on the Bullets there as well. And his. To me, you know, the second match here is Melbourne United and the Illawarra Hawks. I think United will get up and about. Yeah. And they should get up and about being in Melbourne. So yeah. this is really the other thing about this whole cup is you'd think Melbourne would have a much more advantage being at home. They're probably mm. all sleeping in their own beds. They're not mm. in motels and whatever like the rest of the crew. Yeah. So they should be up and about eh, despite those couple of injuries. Yeah, big challenge for the Hawks in this game to, again, really challenge the team that's probably going to finish on top, at least top two. So you think Melbourne should be able to snag this one, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Hawks pop up and, and nab one off Melbourne United. They're a bit vulnerable at the moment. They lost a, lost a couple, unfortunately, for Jock Landale, but I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see the Hawks steal it, but I'll, I'll Stick with Melbourne United. Yeah. All right. That sounds good to me. I'll stick with you on that one, which just leaves two games, Johnny. This Sunday, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix and New Zealand Breakers. What are you thinking here? This could almost be game of the round to there finish it go. off. Game this of the round, could be right game here. Of the round. I mean, two teams are probably obviously they're well out of contention to actually win the NBL Cup. But what a great way to build a bit of momentum. We keep saying that, and momentum's big in NBL. Look at the Brisbane Bullets at the moment couple of teams, again, you know, we've got the Breakers are starting to put it together. We've got Brokoff coming into the Phoenix. Uh, yeah, this could be an interesting game, man. I think if New Zealand's going to, again, like we were saying earlier, snag a couple of wins in this round to get a little bit of momentum and a little bit of light to make that sort of top four, it's got to start with this game. So I might back the Breakers in on this one. Yeah, interesting. Interesting, man. I actually I have to agree with you when you say this one's got a lot riding on it. It does, very yeah. Very much looking forward to it. I think Brokoff... Won't settle in right away, which will yep. be in the breakers' form. This game, he will have played one game under mm. his mm. belt. 
We'll have to wait and see. I, I'll, I'll go with New Zealand as well. I can't sit on the fence, but yeah, if, yeah. If potentially game of the round. And if we say New Zealand's getting a couple of wins in there, they're going to start lifting. Well, that's it. They and they still make the playoffs, John. And they've played a couple of less games than everyone else, obviously not been able to play at home. So they'll be able to pick some extra games up. But if they can go two and one, assuming that they'll lose against Perth, that puts them at five and eight, which doesn't sound great on paper, but that could potentially only be a couple of games behind that sort of log jam, sort of between, you know, second, third and sort of sixth position. So it gives them a little glimmer of hope. And I think they can start to put something together for this season. It's got to start with this game. So, yeah, like I said, I'll back in the breakers and it could be the game of the round. That's the great thing about basketball too. The breakers could come out and absolutely wallop Perth. Oh, yeah, yeah. They saw it happen. Oh, yeah. East Melbourne Phoenix yep. made short work of the Perth Wildcats. I never would have called yeah. that in a million years. No. And then they did it. Then a couple of days later, bam, reverse yep. it. It was bizarre. I love it. I love it though. It's yeah, so good, isn't it? That's the great thing about it. And speaking of our Wildcats, they take on the Adelaide 36ers to wrap up things. That's wrapping up the whole cup, yeah? Yeah, it is. That's the final game, I believe. So then we go back to sort of normal scheduling. But um, I'll tell you what, man, like it's as much as I hate to say it, it's Perth Wildcats time. Well, they've switched on. They're, they're ready to go. Look at them to use the, the this final round as some momentum for the rest of the season Definitely. to go back. And now everyone's going to play them in Perth. Uh, so look out. That's all I'll say. Yep. The Perth Wildcats are up and about. Who would have thought? Oh, it? Yeah. Not us. That's for <laughs> sure. And Adelaide 36ers, they'll be missing Humphreys. And I don't think they'll have enough power in there to get it done against the Wildcats. who are looking very, very yeah. good. Yep. Sums it up pretty well for me. Mm. That's it, I guess. We are done for Grey Wolf Hoops for another edition. We will be back after the... Is this like a honeymoon that you're on this weekend? Uh, Oh, it's like a a pre-honeymoon. Pre-honeymoon, yeah. Testing destinations. love on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll see. Hey, I'll be in the uh, the new homeland being the uh, Jack Jumpers jumping on. I'm going to have to wear my hat and my T-shirt. Oh, dude, you should go past the arena and see if you can hook up with the ants and they might let me in get a photo with him maybe i could drop 19 points for the jack jumpers jack next season. jumpers baby what we do we represent green that's what it's hell about yeah. right there hell yeah johnny the jack jumper he will be back with gray wolf footy as well we've got some great episodes of gray wolf wrestling coming out so some big ones right yeah. there reliving the war is back nims azor simon tackle doing their thing johnny and his man the madman, Matt Grace, with their Grey Wolf footy. Oh, yeah. And Pat Chat will return once Johnny returns from his love-making expedition. Oh, yeah. It's all happening. GreyWolfEntertainment.net for the latest. But, man, it's good to be back here for Hoops. We'll be back next week. And I'll see you after all that love-making. <laughs> we forgot to put the basketball jerseys on. Oh, yeah. Guess it's too late to <laughs> do that now. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.